Shedden's scintillating pace sets up 50 wins for him for his career, but Sutton settles for points to take a championship lead into the final round at Brands. Hello everybody and welcome back for the penultimate review of the season. It's Donington Park. It was cold in the afternoon. Oh, it was chilly, wasn't it? Was it was chilly. It was windy. And it was a little bit duller than I'd perhaps anticipated. Yeah, I have to admit, watching the races back, I was starting to drift off. Um, although we had a little nap before race three at the weekend. Yes. I think that might have been the uh, the pint of alcohol that we had each. Warm up. Um, yeah, it, it, it was a lacklustre weekend. I think everyone was being a little bit careful, mindful of championship, etc, etc. Um, yeah. Except for perhaps Colin, who... I think Colin probably pushed the most this weekend of all the types of challenges, I think, and probably had the best weekend of all the types of challenges as well. Yeah, Colin and, when he could, Ingram. But that car is absolutely doomed when it's got weight on board. It, it, yeah, it can't handle weight. No. It's as simple as that. Whereas it's... Sutton and Turkton can. I know there's a big discussion in the paddock at the moment as to whether it's fair rear-wheel drive cars versus front-wheel drive cars because it seems you could put two cars in Sutton's and he'd still be able to set... Mm hole or yeah, be very quick same with Turkton to an extent as well whereas you put the weight into something like Hill or uh, as you say Ingram's car and it, it kills them stone dead but you say that Shedden had as we'll get on to a decent race too was able to hold good pace yeah. with 75 kilos on board and that is a front wheel drive car so I wonder whether it's the the inexperience at Accelerate and running that Hyundai with so much weight on board it certainly sets them up nicely for winter testing because they know exactly what they need to focus on. Yeah, as you say, I mean, Honda Dynamics, whatever you want to call them, have had the same car for how many years now in various yeah. iterations, or have four? four? Four seasons, nearly. Yeah, and before that, obviously, they've got the older yeah. shape as well, so they've yeah. got a lot of data. They've got you know, a library for the data to know how to use it. Shedden is very used to running weight as well, as you say, 50 career wins now. Um, so I think you're right. I think it's just that bit of experience, obviously, at most base of Hill and... Um, Hyundai with Ingram, they're just not necessarily at that level to to understand how to hold the weight. That yeah. said, at Silverstone, you know, Ingram got two seconds. I'm looking at the right one. Yeah, 2021. Yeah, Ingram, <laughs> Ingram got two seconds of weight on board. So it's not it's not completely impossible. It's just I think the I think the main problem is over one lap in qualifying, they mm. can't find that extra tenth. And in touring cars, that tenth can be the difference between pole and twenty first. Yes, very much so. And it's just trying to find that extra tenth over one lap which I think they're probably struggling with. And then when you're in the race, because the field's so close, it's not as easy to make progress as it used, as it used to be. No, not at all. You mentioned qualifying there. Um, this was another weekend where we had a top 10 shootout, something, again, that we didn't quite realise. Um, do you like the format? First, yes. First of all, before we get into it, do you like the format? Yes, but I would tweak it. Yeah. I think Q1 should be completely weightless. Okay. Because I think the whole point is you're trying to get into Q2. Let's have the field as even as possible, and then um, put the weight on board. Put the weight on board. But then will we just see almost like the top ten in the championship, the fastest guys out there? Yeah, but just get through to that. Does that then put them at an advantage getting into that, rather than having these slightly more random people like Lloyd and Plato getting in there? 
Or a lawyer to play again in the because people at Ingram and Hill come because of the weight. Yeah. It seems a bit... I don't know, I think the whole point... I, I get why the weight's there is to stop people winning all three races and taking pole winning all three races, etc, etc. But in qualifying, I'm not sure that you need to level the field out so much because you see how close qualifying is. Yep. The field is separated first to about 25th, thereabouts is about a second or under a second. I don't really think you need to worry about trying to even out quali- the racing yes but the qualifying I'm not so convinced particularly if it's two two format they put the weight on board for, for Q2 but I think for Q1 it was the, the risk you're seeing is you're getting title challenges like Ingram and Hill not being able to fight for a title because of the weight in the car which yeah. seems daft they, they were very close to getting into the top 10 do you think it needs to be more drivers maybe a top 12 or even top 15 half the grid do you think it needs more vehicles in there or do you like having just those 10? I quite like just the 10. I'm not against that. There's always got to be a cut-off point where somebody's going to miss out on the cusp and they're going to be close. I mean, yeah. you look at who's missed out. Oh, yeah, and it's normally by hundreds, if not thousands of a second that these people are missing out. I think there are there are more than 10 good dri- or top drivers, so there's always going to be one big name. Yeah, we've least. had that discussion. Yeah, yeah but there's, <laughs> there's always going to be at least one big name that misses out. In this instance, it was Moffat, who, for whatever reason, couldn't get a lap hooked yeah. up at all. But I say for part one, I just think it should be as even as possible to give everybody a chance of getting into the top ten. It just seems bonkers that you're going to stop championship rivals getting in, or championship contenders getting into the top ten when it's there. You know, the whole point of the wait is to try and make it exciting and interesting in racing to stop somebody running away a bit. Well, somebody has run away with it this season. To an extent. There's, there's still a gap to claw back. Yes, I think you'll find that in quite a few championships but I understand where you're coming from in that it hasn't been as close as previous seasons where we've had four, five, six drivers going into yeah. a final weekend looking at possible title opportunities. What, what would be better for the championship this weekend, the way the grid was or having Ingram and Hill in the top ten as well from the off? Yeah but that's that's more specific for this track because as you said Ingram was able to be up there with weight on board at Silverstone But Hill wasn't is that an inexperience from the driver with weight on board, or is that an inexperience from the team, or is it just track specific to the car? There, there are so many. For column A, B, and C. I was going to say there are so many variables in the touring cars. Be that the driver, the car, the the team that is behind it, and then you're also adding in the weight, the drivetrain of the car. There's so many different variables that yeah, it's yeah. always going to be difficult to balance all of these things out. But one thing that is clear is that Sutton and Turkton continually qualify high mm-hmm. with weight yeah. or in the top. Has Sutton been outside the top 10 for qualifying this year? I don't think he has, has he? Uh, I would have to look back. I don't think he has. I don't think Colin has, apart from brands. Mm. So, you know, the real drive does seem to handle the weight better. Yeah. I just think there's a more, in, uh, yeah, I just think there's a better way of handling the weight in Q1 of qualifying. But I like the format overall. It's interesting. It's different. It's better than watching half an hour of. 30 cars going around the track well we've talked about qualifying already we will get into the nitty gritty of it I just had one other idea how to change it actually oh no I would say if you get two three track limits you're excluded from being in the top ten Oof. harsh but that's a good is, is that deleted times way, yeah rather than yeah okay times delete for track limits the only problem with that is that I've seen times delete for track limits where somebody's gone off the circuit in a spin and had their times delete, yeah, which yeah, is ridiculous yeah. because there's no time set. Or, yep. you know, but I think, yeah, if it's, a, if it's a time that puts you into the top 10, no, actually, no, if it's, no, if you get three track limits, you're excluded from getting into the top 10 and you'll be put down 
and swap with the ne nearest person. So if you qualify at fourth with three track limits, you come eleventh and you swap with eleventh and so far and so forth. Ooh, that's a complicated system. Anyway, yeah. we'll, we'll stick with the system that was going on this weekend. Well, we don't work for BTCC, so yeah. <laughs> and we'll give you a summary next. Qualifying report. Heading into the qualifying session then, obviously a shortened session with the top 10 shootout following it. Um, some big names, as we've already mentioned, were to miss out on that top 10, likes of Ingram and Hill. Um, but there were also some other drivers that really quite impressed. Um, my standout, really, was Jade, up in yeah, 16th, which well. is an awesome effort from her. She's less than half a second off of the quickest time, which was her teammate, Senna Proctor. Um, and she's well ahead of some of the other drivers and some really experienced drivers as well. I mean, behind her, she's got three BMWs in Jelly, Oliphant and Chilton, which is a, a brilliant effort from her. Does it count if you beat Chilton anymore? <laughs> oh, that's harsh. <laughs> but I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, and also, Aratelli Smith, Moffat, they're two big drivers. Goff, I mean, I couldn't believe how oh. poor Goff was in the qualifying. Bordley, all the way down in 28th yeah. as well. I don't know whether he's sort of like missed the setup this weekend, but he really, he really didn't show any pace. At least Moffat, from a poor position, as we'll go on yeah. to, was able to progress. And obviously Sutton's up there, managed to go through fourth in the session. Uh, one thing of note is the top five drivers in the session that went through to the top ten shootout were covered by less than seven hundredths of a second. It's close again, close running which at the top again. Awesomely close. Um, the top ten. Uh, well, I was, was going to say, big shout out to Chris Smiley in that as well, to be fair. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously, we, we said coming into it, we thought the Hondas would go well here, but it's a solid effort. He's not far off pole, nope. and he's out-qualified some big names as well. It's a good effort by Smiley. Yeah, the top ten that got through to the shootout were covered by less than three-tenths of a second. Um, Morgan will be a little disappointed to have missed out in 11. There's always one that misses out, though, isn't there? Exactly. Um, one thing that's really interesting, I, I think, uh, if it's not interesting, do tell carry me. On. Is that when we get into the top ten, the gaps are so much bigger. You've just said there we've mm. got five drivers covered by seven thousandths of a second. Yep. Yet in Q two, first to tenth is is half a second. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Now there are there are some reasons around that I think. Because it's such a shorter session, they only get that one set of tires. Yep. Um, whereas in this longer, almost pre-session, they get probably two separate runs, come in, change pits, uh, change tyres halfway through, and be able to go out again. Um, a couple of drivers didn't actually do that. Robot was certainly one that sat out almost the last eight minutes of the session because he was so comfortable and confident that he was through, he didn't want to use an extra set. Bold. When the was bold. bold when, yeah. when, when you're seeing how... You know how close they are to get into the top ten. I, wonder, I I really wonder whether that was a team decision or whether that was him going. Yeah, I've done the best I can do. That that is my ultimate lap time. Perhaps he found a few groundings of the car and they're going to tweak a bit of setup and just see what happened from there. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but as you say, the main main drivers in there we would probably expect to be in there. Although Lloyd and Plato have completely taken us by surprise. Yeah, those are the two anonymies by, by absolute far. I mean, you'd expect perhaps Morgan and... I thought Jackson maybe mm. ahead of. He looked quite good in Q1. Oliphant, just just putting yeah, that out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, good effort by Plato and Lloyd. Look, of course, neither have weight on board. 
No, neither do have weight on board. Although they did only just creep into the top 10 shootout. When they got into that, they were on fire, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, you were looking for a long time with, with Lloyd for pole, I think. It was, yeah. You know, it took a month of that by Shed and one that was a track record yep. to, to take himself to pole in Q2. The only driver that was able to get under the 1 minute 9. Um, yeah, just. Just, yes. As you say, setting a new lap record. Uh, one thing of note in the top 10 shootout is that Ash Sutton and Josh Cook both lost a couple of times at least, which put them ninth and 10th and a decent way off. But going back to the, the, the one set of tyres and starting the car up, etc., etc., I was surprised how low Sutton was because also we know the Affinity switched on quite quickly with one or two really aggressive warming laps. You, you see such jerking on the steering wheel, you think he's going to give himself whiplash, but he's yeah, that car turns on very quickly, which is yeah. why he's often the first person to set the fastest times in the session, you know, at the start of the sessions because that car turns on so quickly. Yet yeah, he's down in ninth, effectively half a second off the pace, which I thought if, was really odd. If I remember rightly, the, the lap times that he's had deleted would, would have put him in the top five. Yeah, I quite believe And it. that is a problem that Ash has had at parts of last season that put him right down into the sort of like the mid-teens. And he really had a car on Saturday that struggled. And he just needs to, I don't know, wind it back a bit from being that far on the edge. On my, uh, on my new regime, he wouldn't get into the top ten with Chatham. No, he wouldn't. Deleted. He would not. Um, but yeah, the, the final top ten were... Shedden from Lloyd from Plato. Butcher doing well once again up there in fourth. Proctor taking fifth. Turkington was the highest of the championship challengers, as as it were, in sixth. Followed by Rowbottom in seventh. Chris Smiley doing another decent job in eighth. And as we've already mentioned, Ash in ninth. Followed by Josh Cook in tenth. Can I just say? Yes. I said Shedden for Paul. Yes. We won't get into predictions. <coughs> we will do later. Yes, we will do later. Anyway, we'll move on to race one. Race one. Race one was a fairly simple affair for Shedden to score win number 49. Uh, a fairly simple lights to flag victory without any real pressure at any time, really. Lloyd did well off the line, got across Jason Plato, who I think hit reverse rather than forward by mistake. I think he dropped to sixth after turn two or three. It's almost like he's using an automatic. He's that old. I'm just sick of it. If I'm honest, you know, <laughs> everybody wants to win 100. I, well, not everybody, but lots of people want to see him get win 100. Yeah. Do you know what? It seems further away now than it's ever been. You know, you've, that's the second time in as many weekends you've ended up in the top three. Mm. And it was never going to be easy to beat Shedden. I'm not saying it was, no. but look, it, you, it can't be in a situation when Lloyd is closer to getting that win than you. And Lloyd, Lloyd has been very consistent over the last couple of weekends and Plato, as you say, he's just been, well it's almost less than inconsistent, it's, inc- it's consistently a bit rubbish, yeah, really. Uh, you know, it was a fairly muscular move by um, Butcher, but it wasn't an unfair move and Jason oh, Bowles would certainly contested that a bit harder, you know, yeah. I, just, I just don't know, it's, you've got no weight on board, you're at the front of the grid, you've got the the winner or sorry the, the the leader has got some weight on board, and you know that the car struggles in traffic, so surely you fight it out as yeah. much as possible at the start, and then wait for the field to stretch a bit, yeah, and yeah. then you can push on. But, but swamped quickly, and yeah, overtaken too easily. Yeah, as you say, Butcher came through early. Lloyd was there or thereabouts, keeping pace with Shedden, yeah, but Shedden was fairly comfortable in this race, wasn't he? 
Yeah, I think before the safety car, which we'll get to in a second, yeah. Lloyd was putting on the pressure yeah. and was running closer. And then after the safety car, Shedden, I thought he mucked up the restart a little bit, if I'm being honest. Mm. Um, Lloyd went with him, but then a couple of laps stretched and it was pretty much from there fairly simple saying for Shedden, wasn't it? I wonder whether Lloyd was... He knew he probably didn't quite have the pace mm. and was quite happy to just sit there and, and contain himself in second. Well, he had a good gap to Butcher as well. Didn't he? Butcher didn't really offer him much problems. No, but again, Butcher was carrying some weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he was in a good position, Lloyd, where he could just look after the tyres, get another podium. And PMR have probably got a decision to make, haven't they? Because mm. we understand Jack Constable is due to come in next season. Yep. You'd imagine they're going to run a two-car team. Yeah. Lloyd or Plato at the minute... There's only one winner. Yeah. The, the the late season form that Lloyd is showing, as I said to you, I think on Sunday, he looks like he could quite easily be a team leader there and bring through that that young talent that is Jack. I wouldn't even say it's, it's late season form. You look at it, he had a bit of a drop-off in the middle, okay, the poor weekend and knock kill, but generally he's had a pretty good... No, I mean, he's taken his podiums in the last, oh, I see what you mean. last yeah. couple yeah, of rounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's pretty good, isn't it? You know, yeah. Double podium at Silverstone. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Podium here, and two other points finishes, and good points finishes. I mean, you know, we're getting Preston Sutton does those kind of seventh, yep. fifth, seventh. Yeah, yep. that's a really solid weekend. Yeah, I mean, he's he's outscored Sutton this weekend in in a car that, as we've already said, oldest on the grid. With no aero, apparently. Yeah. It, it might be this problem with Jason's car. That's that's a possibility. They normally is. That's what he normally points to. It's the chassis, it's this, it's that. And they were finding some technical bits in the data over the weekend, which he found a bunch of pace from, which is yeah. why he was starting third on the grid. But how has that affected him in the race? It's an odd one. It is. Uh, the safety car was scrambled, as I say, after a three into one doesn't go with spectacular uh, <laughs> consequences. Yeah. Uh, or, uh, Jackson into... Not really into, but Jackson, Morgan and Hill trying to occupy the same piece of road. They created a sandwich around Morgan, didn't they? Yeah, uh, coming, racing instead. Coming through the old hairpin on the exit. Um, is It's Jackson on the outside, Morgan through the middle, Hill looking down the inside, trying to make as much progress as, as possible because he wants to get into that top ten. He wants to be heading towards being in the title fight for the rest of the season. And, yeah, he's a little bit punchy, but I think it is just a, a general race instant coming together. Yeah. I think cuts, not even cuts, he clips the back end of Morgan and it has huge consequences. Yeah, you possibly have to say slightly Jackson's fault because he does leave or run wide at the exit of the old hairpin, but I think Morgan's there before he knows it. Mm. I, I just think it's, you know, Morgan's racing here at that point, Jackson's got to get back on somewhere, yeah. it's just unfortunate and yeah, a very heavy contact for Morgan, um, which completely destroyed the back end. Um, yeah. I can yeah. understand it probably would have shaken him up a little bit. He's lucky that it is a, a rear impact. Yeah. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, it meant the camp, the car was too damaged to come out for race two. But the the team did manage to get it all ready for race three, albeit not not in the same straightness it was no. going into the weekend. And of course, the incident had a knock-on effect for Hill's title charge. Is it? Oh. He was running, I think, in or around the points at that point. Um, well, yeah, Morgan started 11th, Jackson was sort of like 14th, Hill started 13th. So he was looking to get into that top 10 yeah. and, and try and make that progress. But this put him right down to the back of the grid where we saw a good fight back from him as well. A determined fight back, something that we probably haven't seen that often from him. Yeah, he was able to you know, make good 
off the uh, incident, try and get through as many uh, overtakes as possible, which he did pretty well. Although he was caught up in an incident with Jade Edwards, which he would be penalised for. Yeah. Um, Jade was running re- really well in the race. Yeah, um, she was. Until then, she was running fairly comfortably, sort of like 16th to 18th, in a, in a good battling pack. And, yeah, unfortunately, Jake was a, a little eager to get past. Um, but from what I've heard, he was extremely apologetic afterwards. Yeah. The only sort of interesting thing of note is that Turkton made up some places and Sutton got stuck behind Plato, mm. kind of stuck in a stick or twist. I think Harvey got it spot on in commentary. Sorry to upset oh, you. But by saying that if um, Turkton made and committed to move on Proctor, then Sutton would do the same to Plato. But whilst Turkton was only one space in front of him. Yeah, I think yeah. Sutton said that after the race to Louise as well, yeah. that if he saw Turkington trying to make progress, that that was the only driver he was focused on ahead of him this weekend. And when sort of like Ingram got ahead of him at one point this weekend, it was him focusing. He's not doesn't matter about the other drivers. It's those drivers that you're fighting. Yeah. You need to just keep that eye on. And I think it's a maturing of Sutton this year to realise that. Interesting interview of Plato ahead of race two where he claimed that him and Sutton, there's no ill blood between them. No. It's just another bloke on the grid to race. Yep. Um, and I they just know a little bit more about how they race the cars because they've been teammates. Which I thought was really interesting insight, actually, yeah, yeah. because Plato said there's only one place where Sutton was going to try it, and I knew exactly where he was going to try it. It was coming out of Coppice. Coppice yep. And I made sure the doors closed. And actually, that was quite an interesting insight from Jason mm. because... Um, it just shows you how these drivers get the edge on their opponents, and you know, we saw Sutton make a couple of moves throughout the weekend. Yep. Um, in fact, he did a very clever one where Cook and Robot came together. Hmm. He just yeah. biding your time, isn't it? Yeah. Which is exactly what you need to do when you're looking to consolidate and then just take those opportunities. Well, I thought it was also interesting. The only person who, who stopped him progressing was. Yeah, Plato, and the reason yeah. why was quite interesting. But yeah, yeah. Um, Cook was also penalised for his incident with Robottom. The two of them came together. Um, yeah, unfortunately, this put Robottom down down through the pack from where he started up in seventh. Um, eventually, finished the race in fourteenth after battling with Jelly and Oliphant just outside the top fifteen. Um, got a little bit of damage on the car, which yeah. I think hampered his progress back to the field. Yep, yeah, saying so Suss was able to. Wait for them to take each other off, and then just mm. drove past and got two places at once. Yep. And he did a similar move where Cook took Smiley, and he just basically glued himself to the back of Cook's bumper and followed him through. I mean, as an intelligent overtaker, I don't think there's a better one on the grid. I've not seen someone who can do that so consistently, which is wait for the other people to fall out and follow through. He does it so well. I think it probably helps that normally it makes people slow into a corner, and we always know that the real-wheel drive is good coming out yep. of a corner. Um, so I think it's more evident in that. I think Ingram is still up there with being one of the cleverer drivers. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, taker, but and working out the opportunities and when to take them. But it's just watching you know, Sutton when he sees somebody go through down the inside, seems to have a magnet in his bumper that can just. Yep. And he's certainly in my it's a tow rope, isn't it? I'm saying certainly in my opinion, he's the best driver for driving within a millimetre of the guy's bumper. They are yeah, so yeah. close. Yeah. And he, they, on the whole, stays fairly clean. But you. Running bumper to bumper, he's the best, and he follows through so cleverly and so well. And you saw it at the butcher, sorry, the robotum and uh, cook incident. One, one other driver that I'd like to point out, Ollie Jackson, top ten finish at last. Yes, he's back. Um, he had obviously some to to do with the Morgan and Jake Hill incident, but he was able to hold good pace this mm-hmm. weekend. Um, he was able to keep Ingram behind him, albeit Ingram had 
the, that weight on board. But he was able to look competitive, something which we haven't seen in five weekends. Yeah, I'd agree, if not longer. Which is an encouraging sign. One last point to make just before we move on to race two. This was also Osborne's uh, second or equal best finish of the season in 12th. Jeez, was it? Yes, it was. Yeah, thanks for that. Well, we'll get to your prediction later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right then, shall we get on to a more entertaining race two? Indeed. Race two. Heading into race two then, and probably the most entertaining race of the day. Certainly the one with the most action, I think. In terms of touring cars, yes. Yes, yes. Um, so Butcher probably got the best start of the front three, um, managing to get past Lloyd on the way down to Redgate, and then he would later go on to get Shedden, um, I think up at McLean's into Coppice. A fairly comfortable move, and one that Shedden will be sort of like half disappointed with, half accepting, because obviously racing with 75 kilos on yep. board. Um at the first corner, Ingram may sneak down the inside of Cook, Smiley, Jackson, and then Sutton on the first lap. Yeah, and when ship. when he came round for the start of lap two, and you're like one, two, three, four. How is he so far up? Yeah, it's like he put rocket fuel or nitros in his car before leaving the yeah. grid. Crazy. Um, he yeah managed to get Sutton cleanly into McLean's. Um, also then took Sutton. Uh, sorry, took S- Turkington through Hollywood. Yep. on the following lap. And I don't know what it is about that car. It completely comes alive. When there's no weight on board. When there's no weight on board. Yep. Um, I think before the race we were sort of like wondering or sort of like having predictions about who we thought would win. And I think I went for like either Proctor or Turkington. I went for Sutton. Yeah. Because we thought less weight on board for those two championship rivals. Yep. They, we thought they would come through the grid. Um Sutton managed, uh, Shedden, sorry, managed to get Butcher back through the old hairpin um, with apparently a move that Butcher didn't actually see coming. Took him by surprise in the interviews afterwards. I thought it had an element of push to pass in it. Mm. We'll get on to that later. Yeah, we'll get on to that later. Um, Ingram managed to then get past Proctor, putting him up to fourth through Coppice. A fairly similar move to something that would happen later in the race. Um, But Sutton was probably the main disappointment in the early stages. Uh, dropping back despite having less weight and I don't know whether he was just waiting for the tyres to turn on or whether he was being overly cautious I think I fear it's the second option because there's mm. no there's no need to be he was racing with fairly you know robust races but he knows he knows who he's racing against he wasn't racing against unknowns in that in that sense yep and you could see Turkton was getting further up the road mm-hmm. and you could see Ingram was coming through at you know consummate pace as well so I don't yeah, I understand he got to stay out of trouble. I understand this a calm and it's a different approach from Sutton this year. But also, sometimes you've just got to turn it on. Uh, yes, on lap three, lap four, I believe. Um, Ingram then managed to get Lloyd into Coppice yep. again. I think his favourite overtaking place get a good good run through McLean's, and he seems to be able to hold it tighter than any other driver through Coppice, but still get a good run onto the back straight. Oh, I don't know. Sutton's pretty. Pretty good at times, yes. Jackson, who we've already mentioned, made up three positions yeah. in the early laps, was up running in seventh and looking pacey. Yeah, he looked good. He looked strong as he's looked for a while. Uh, opposite to that, though, Plato had been shoved out wide on lap one and was down to 17th. 17th from sixth? How? Just insert a big sigh here. It's, yeah. I don't... I don't I, yeah, I don't know where we are, Jason, at the minute. 
Uh, going on to lap five, though, Ingram managed to slip easily down the inside of Butcher into Redgate this time um, with a lovely yeah. late-breaking manoeuvre. You oh. think there was I have my, I a, think a little bit of letting through? I, I, two things crossed my mind. A, he would have known that how quickly Ingram was catching him. Yeah. He would have known Ingram had no weight on board, so what's the point in fighting it? Yep. And B, I also wonder if it was slightly returning the favour from Silverstone l- last time out where Butcher passed Ingram. Ingram left him plenty of room because of the perceived yellows. We've discussed that at length. Go listen back if you want to. Yep. I just wonder if there's a slight, you know, even evening things out in, in the driver's minds. I, I think it's a combination of the two. I say, A, knowing that you're not going to keep him behind you, so what's the point? And B, let's just remember what happened at Silverstone. Perhaps I should just be a little bit charitable here mm. and make sure it's not difficult for him because... It seemed Butcher went quite wide. Yeah, he didn't cover the inside at all, at all did he? At all. Not, not even positioning the car like in the middle of the track trying to defend. Yeah, I can understand there is complete difference in uh, braking distances with obviously Butcher having 66 kilos on board to yep. nothing in Ingram's. Um, but yeah, it was a competent manoeuvre, shall we say. Yeah, so, and there's nothing wrong with that either. I just think there's perhaps an element of remember what happened at Silverstone and mm. you know just returning the favour uh, Cook and Rowbottom again were battling mm. um, and managed to slip past Sutton at the end of lap 5 again dropping him down to 10th at this point you're sitting in 10th Turkington's what 5th at this time Ingram's looking yeah. to take the lead from Shedden or go chasing him down at the very least started to worry a bit didn't we well yeah because there just seems to be no pace or no drive him to want to get involved I mean I have to say I think Cook's been quite aggressive these last couple of races and we've seen you know, quite ang- al- angry elbowy moves which it's normally a little bit of damage on his car at the end of each race yeah, isn't it yeah not convinced on some of the moves but you know Ash doesn't want to get taken off I accept that I understand that but this is what worries me slightly about Brands if he puts it qualifies <laughs> in 8th or 9th where's he actually going to finish because yeah. is he going to get his elbows out because for Turkton we'll obviously discuss more in the Brands preview but for the other three drivers in the title hunt, if they make a move and end up in the wall, it doesn't matter. Yep. It's, yeah. That, that'll bust, really, isn't mm. it? Um, Hill was making good progress through the yes, field was, with yep. fastest lap and managed to get up to 13th from 17th by lap 5. Um, Turkington then went on to pass Proctor on lap 7 coming into Coppice. Seems to be the favourite overtaking place this weekend, yep. doesn't it? Um, and a lap later, he managed to undercut... Um, Lloyd on the exit of Coppice to get a good run down the back straight. There seemed to be a big battle pack forming uh, that included Lloyd, Proctor, Cook, Sutton, Robottom, Jackson, Hill, Moffat and Smiley covering from 5th down to 13th and by the uh, start of lap 10 that group of cars were covered by less than 3 seconds. Yep. They, they were coming across 2-3 wide across the start finish line weren't they? They were, it was um, and that's I think obviously in the end Sutton benefited as we'll come to but that's got to be a worry because you don't want to be in a battle pack like that. You ju- you just have to have one person get it wrong, yep. drop a wheel, end up in the middle of the track, and you- you've got nowhere to go. Which is what kind of happened. And we've 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 seen that in, we've seen that sort of like earlier in the year at Alton yeah. Park. Yeah, yeah. It could have really serious consequences, not just for a championship challenge, but getting out for the next race yeah. even. Yeah. Um, Osborne and Jelly were also joining in the fight. Um, meanwhile. Ingram was getting past Shedden on the exit of Coppice. Let's talk about this, because it's, it's the main talking point of probably the weekend, isn't it? Yes, yeah. There is a very small TV angle of the overtake, and there is, I think you can see on the TV, a rub. Yes. 
let's jump ahead slightly. He gets the move done, and he gets after the after the race. He gets he, he's flying as yes. well. Yeah, yeah. He gets the move done. He could have given it back and still got it done once again. I'll come to that point in a minute. But after the race, the positions are reversed because of a push to pass. Or yes, perceived push to pass. Now, the TV picked up one sort of the aftermath. You can see a little bit of contact, I think, on the TV screen. Yeah, and contact that you would kind of expect between two cars racing closely. Yeah. Shen did say in his interview after that he prized the door open on me, which I don't think is a fair no. announcement. And coming from Gordon Shedden... <laughs> There's irony in that, isn't there? There is indeed. Yeah. So, from the TV pictures, no. I don't think so. But, of course, we only see one angle. The stewards get the onboard footage. Every car has a camera inside which the stewards have access to. And they've seen all the data which has shown... you know. Impact zones, braking um, uh, patterns, and whether there's anything yep, out of the ordinary yep. for that. And ultimately, it was up to Shetham to appeal it. Mm. The stewards don't look into it unless it's appealed. Yeah, but coming from the other side of it, if Ingram Ingram didn't believe it was a push to pass, and that was the reason that he didn't le- let Shetham back past him. Yeah. To then go once again, because as we've already said, he had more than enough pace to probably let him back past and then go again. I think there's also a wider problem is that the push to pass rule is broken completely because mm. the whole point is that it's better, England would be better to have shunted Shedden into a wall and taken the race win because he wouldn't have lost it. Yeah. But if, if you overtake the push to pass and the guy finishes behind you, they sort the positions back. But that's not consistent because if you push the guy off, you keep the win and get a point on your licence or two points on your licence yeah this was something that we went on to discuss after all the racing finished at the weekend at Nando's at Nando's yes we love uh, Nando's <laughs> if Nando's listening love a bit of chicken yeah um, yeah we went on to discuss whether there should be a, a fairer system or a more um, consistent system yeah. for penalties being attributed to drivers and whether you should go, okay, it's a push to pass. It's this set time penalty rather than swapping positions. Yeah. I think because it's time works much better. It, it's really, as you say, the, the inconsistencies are there. And if a driver finishes just behind the driver that's got past him unfairly, then they just swap those positions, which we've seen we see in another race as well. Yeah. We and see it all the time. Is that, you know... If they finish, it's, it's almost manufacturing the race. Yeah, I, which I don't like. I say, and it it gives no reason to do a quote soft push to pass. You'd be better off to do a full on yep. send him into the gravel, into the tire barrier, drop him down three, four, five positions. Yeah, what's the difference to that? In if you're racing in a trainer cars, you get pushed wide and then you get shuffled back six places. Yeah then you can't really attribute the same penalty, can you? No, and that happened to Sutton in, in this race. You know, He got pushed wide onto the grass. I can't remember who, but I might have been by Smiley. It was on the opening lap, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and he lost spaces because of it. And it happened in race three as well, I believe, at the start. So, yeah. you know, the rule is broken because you can do the same thing and get points on your lives. Look at Hill and Edwards, mm. which is probably a push to pass. It's probably yeah. the incident, isn't it? Yeah, and th- this is where... Edwards has gone off the track, lost a bunch of positions. Yeah. But and he's he's been reprimanded for it. But he's better off because he's kept his position. Exactly. Okay. I think you're right. I think a, a general time penalty of five seconds, or three seconds maybe, three yeah. to five seconds, something yeah. like that, is better. And it's the a same, slam dunk. The same sort of thing that you have for a full start or a jump start yeah. or track limits. Yeah. We, we have consistent penalties for them, so why not these other areas? Yeah. I think that's absolutely fair. Or maybe... I don't know, I had to wait for the next race or 
I don't know. Yeah. But I, I certainly don't think... Having looked at what we saw on the telly, it's very it's harsh. It's not conclusive. It's not conclusive and it's a harsh punishment. The only thing I will say is that if Ingram or his team are in any doubt, they should have swapped the places back. Yeah. And I personally would like to see the footage released of incidents yeah, where things are changed over the weekend so people can make their own opinions rather than having all these conspiracies floating around yeah. of Shedden lifting off to make him go into the back of him and then yeah that was a ridiculous it's ridiculous because, isn't it because the just, was... just completely clear it up yeah. have complete transparency with it and be consistent but equally I'll shut that theory down straight away I don't believe Shedden did anything wrong because the data would have shown him lifting off early yeah. if, if that was the case yeah. what I would like to see is that any of these decisions should be in my view recorded and people can watch them at their own leisure after the race because it's, if it's done behind closed doors. You get the conspiracy. You get the it's the guy of the BMW badge, so it's not going to be in, or it's Shedden wanting his fiftieth oh, win. Don't know. don't get us onto conspiracies. Well, we'll get onto that in a minute. But yes. yeah, I, I just think it's got to be fair. It's got to be open. Let's record the procedure, yeah, the proceedings. Sorry, and then let's share them because otherwise you just breed this kind of Matt Neal's lent on. Um, Alan Gow is his old buddy to make sure Shedden gets his 50th win which for me is absolute boulder dash yep but you can understand why people think that way yes certainly anyway back to the race yes back to the race um, Turkington was setting fastest lap in pursuit of Butcher for third position meanwhile in that battle pack that we had just mentioned Sutton had moved up to seventh and up to sixth a lap later and was showing some of the speed that we thought he would have throughout the race but it seemed to only come from about lap 10 onwards yeah it was concerned um, and then the second big point of the race, mm. Turkington, another uncharacteristic mistake, following Butcher very closely through the old hairpin, probably takes a little too much curb, you see the dust yep. kicked up, and he spins. Spins. You can't, you he can't, spins. You can't catch it in a real drive car, you can no. do it in the front wheel drive car, just about, because Cook did that at Silverson, didn't spin. Just, just to, nail the throttle and yeah. try and bring it back round. Or but smash yeah. the brakes and you know drop down a couple of gears, but yep. for Turkington, sent him round. And again, people got a bit exercised by his re-entry onto the track. I don't think it was unsafe, his re-entry onto the track. He spun it around and got going again. It is what it is. But it's an indication, I think, to how much pressure is on the the challenges to Sutton and his title tilt because that's the second time this year Turf has made an unforced error that I can think of. Yep. Don't see it normally. Yeah, back at Knock Hill, wasn't yeah. it? Uh, this was with only three laps of the race to go, and it dropped him back to 11th behind Sutton. Uh, meanwhile, Goff had impressed well with good pace, getting up to 16th, um, and then Sutton had also managed to pass Lloyd on the same lap that Turkerton spun, eventually having Sutton sit in fourth position, which, considering he was 10th at like lap 8, lap 9, yeah. to come back to fourth is um, very, very well done. Bit of luck. Yeah, a bit of luck because you're battling those people around you, and we've already said anything can happen in those those battle uh, battle packs. Turkey spins by pushing hard. Yep, doesn't often happen. Uh, Robotom was meanwhile wrapping up the Jack Sears Trophy for the season in this race, finishing uh, above his title rivals and taking it quite comfortably, wasn't he? Yeah, very much so. Um, as we've already said, Ingram was penalised by one second, dropping him to second behind Shedden. Shedden was able to keep pace with him after he got past as well. Yeah, but one more point of that, actually, I've just thought of after the fact, like I always do, is yep. if you ask the driver, what would you prefer? Lose the place and get no points in your licence, or keep the place and get points in your licence? Mm. They're going to choose the second option, so yep. it's, a, it's a farce. Yeah, uh, and that would mean that it would be Shedden's 50th British Touring Car win. 
Slightly um, underwhelming way to go, though. It's tainted, isn't it? I'd say so. That's there's certainly not the way that I would want my 50th win to come if I were ever in the opportunity of getting it. I don't think you will. No, no nor do I. Um, but, yeah. Should we talk another conspiracy? Go on, then. The reverse grid, grid draw. Oh, here we go. Now, all I will say is that we take the mickey slightly. It always seems to be Colin who gets the good fortune. And, and oh. this weekend, Jody Kidd... It's not just three, this weekend. It's two weekends in a row. Yep. But this weekend, Jody Kidd, guest of BMW, pulls out Colin Turkson, ball number 11. Now, <laughs> we, we have said before, and I stand by, I do not think it is a fix. No, but we looked at each other once the race had finished, and we looked at those drivers from 6th to 12th, and we said, it's going to be 11 that's pulled out. Or 12, yeah. 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 And it will be Turkington on the front row, no weight on board, easy run. And lo and behold, it's number 11 that comes out. And ITV were very... You could, I, the reason I don't think it's fixed, because if it is fixed, then get Steve Ryder an Oscar, because his kind of un- <laughs> his uncomfortableness about yes. it was clear. He was yes. like, oh... Oh, no, there's going to be things said. Yeah, he, yeah, his uncomfortableness in the way he played it was Oscar winning if it was an act. But all I will say is that it used to be, and I don't know why it's changed, the winning driver from race two did the grid reversal. Why are we messing about having and, guests? And it's also something that we've said throughout the season. Yeah. Make it a competition for a fan to do it. Yeah. A fan involvement in that would be brilliant. They go in, one, they get to meet Steve Ryder. Yeah, and Paul O'Neill. Or probably. Paul O'Neill. And two, you get to have an involvement in the season. Yeah. And yeah, you may have your favourite drivers. They may not be in that draw. They may be in that draw. Yeah. But then... As a fan doing it, you can say there's no conspiracy about no. it. As I say, it's worth reiterating again. I do not think it was a fix. The Turkson no. got pulled out on pole, but it used to be the case that the winning driver pulled out the ball. Yep. That now seems to be completely random as to when that happens when it doesn't. Yep. We've had Some, and- sometimes it was guests, sometimes yep. it was it's officials. It was and- Andrew at Silverstone, which made some sense to a degree. Okay, I'm not too offended by that one, but we've had doesn't um, Alan Gow done one the this amount year? of time that Alan Gow's done it. You're always going to bring up conspiracies when yeah. he's doing it. Yeah, you are. You are uh, because people like to like to write these stories, don't yeah. they? When when Ash Sutton pulls out Colin on the front row, you, nobody thinks conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, no, you, no. You know, because just there's no reason to do it. Yeah. But when Alan Gow does it, or a team principal, or a guest of a team, you're just asking for trouble. And I'm with you 100% on the fan theory. Give give the fans run a competition every week. Heck, even make a pound if you want to put to a good cause. If you yeah. buy a pound for a ticket, yeah. make it to a good cause, you know. But I don't like I don't like the look it gives, even though I don't think it is fixed. It's just not a good look. No, it's not. Um, yeah. <laughs> Race three. Race three. Race two. Okay. Yeah, race three was a fairly... Come to the fair again. Thank you for listening. That was done. <laughs> Colin Turkton took a lights to flag victory. That is pretty much what happened. Drove off into the sunset, didn't he? He won the race by four seconds in the end, taking fastest lap by, oh, what, two, three tenths of a second? No way. That, that car with no weight on board, out front, no one really challenging behind. I think... We, we saw it come in as soon as the ball was drawn, didn't we? Pretty much. The only other interesting thing from this race was that Robottom and Lloyd both got five-second penalties for out-of-position starts. Yeah, I, th- I think I um, sort of like vaguely remember seeing Lloyd was just in front of his grid box. Is that um, the fourth time for Lloyd this season, though? Yeah, yeah, possibly. Um, Jake Hill was able to make 
a little bit of progress because of that road bottom penalty, yeah. giving him a second place finish. Um, and Moffitt had impressed yeah, good throughout the weekend. Good recovery. Uh, obviously qualified down in 21st, but finishing the weekend on the podium in third, he'll be he'll be pleased with that recovery, won't he? Yeah, and it's, it's valuable points for BT, uh, for Relays Tourals racing even, um, over the rivals in the Independent Teams Championship. Yep. And look, Aidan Moffat is starting to get a few podiums together now, isn't he? He's yes. starting to just get into just a Just try and prove, yeah. prove me wrong. Uh, he's just getting to that groove now, isn't he? Just ticking them over, starting to get a few that race win, perhaps before the year's over. Yeah, probably not before the year's over. Well, he's already had one, of course. Yeah, yeah. At Croft, um, but I think we might get another win at Brands. The the first corner caused a little bit of instant um, in yes. race three uh, with the coming together with Carl Bordley. Um, being on the inside of Smelt, I don't know whether Smelt has run wide on the rumble strips, come back a- across, clip the front of Bordley, and then sort of like T-boned the front of um, Boutel's car, yeah. uh, which broke both of their su- suspensions, and they were out on the spot, which brought out the safety car. Um, although Bordley seemed undamaged by it, and actually made good progress in race three, getting up to 17th. Um, Morgan, their team, had managed to get the car back out, um, although came into the pits just as the race started, just to sort of like check everything over, yep. installation lap kind of thing, and then went back out and tried to get as many laps in as possible. Um, Jade Edwards and Senna Proctor both had to come into the pits with issues. Um, a bad weekend, bad end to the weekend for BTC, really. Particularly for Proctor, who had been running again in fairly and, good. And Jade, who had had... Yep. A, a pacey weekend if it weren't for that little bit of contact in race one she'd made okay progress in race two and then there just seems to be something each weekend at the moment that keeps dragging her back unfortunately it's always a risk when you run in that part of the field unfortunately yep yep um shall we, shall we talk about the disappointment that has been oliphant he finished 20th yeah. in this race if we didn't even mention him in race two because he was so poor he finished in 24th where's the pace gone yeah, he's very unlucky a lot of the time with contact stuff. But this weekend, you, you can't even use that as a as a reasoning why. As far as I could see, he was involved in no incident, um, no. no spins, no bangs, no Jason Plato's, no you know. I just don't understand where the pace is going. We, we we said earlier about if you're PMR, how do you justify picking Plato over Lloyd? If you're BMW and going to two cars next year with the expensive changes etc., you've got to pick Jenny at this moment in time, haven't you? Yeah, he's, Jenny's had another good weekend. You thought he might struggle, but he's yeah. actually taken home a, a ninth place finish in race three. Um, was able to get past Ingram, held good pace with Sutton, and was there or thereabouts improving throughout the weekend. Yeah, Jenny's only had three non-scores this year. Yeah. And one, one of those was the Shedden incident at Brands Hatch, which then put him right to the back of the grid anyway. So take two of those out, yep. because of what not his fault. So he's only had three... Non-scores. Yes, it's it's really good consistency yeah. from him, and I think he really enjoys that. That I don't know whether it's the, the extra support of having two other drivers there. When you're looking out, Oliphant's non-scores. Eleven. Eleven. Eleven non-scores for Oliphant. That's big. If you do twenty-seven races, yeah. that's big. If I was to if I was to t- close off the names and give you the two results, you'd have, you'd have said Oliphant's were jellies and jellies were Oliphant's, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That's incredible, isn't it? It is. Um, the other drivers of note in this in this race were Shedden lost one position 
sorry, lost two positions, finished 13th, didn't seem to make any progress with weight on board in the car. To be expected. Brakes uh, looked hot as well. Yeah, early on Ingram made progress, got up to about 8th, but then really struggled to keep Sutton and Jelly behind him, who he eventually kind of had to let by. He was he was really struggling with weight on board. But to measure how slow he was, that when Sutton did get past, he was 7 seconds behind Lloyd, which is... Yeah, massive. Lloyd, Lloyd after his 5 second penalty, actually managed to keep the keep the position yeah. of seventh yeah um and that that top seven had really escaped from those three behind and then there was another big group behind that that were all battling and i think that's pretty much race three yeah it was really um not the most exciting exciting race um no. i'm certainly looking forward to more exciting races at brands might rain might rain oh love it might rain hopefully we don't have any brake failures well, the way the uh, dynamics was running <laughs> oh in race three, one worries. Yeah, but it doesn't. At least it doesn't affect a, a title too much. No, probably not. Shall we get on to uh, some driver grades? Yes. Um, sum up our predictions and look at the awards for the weekend. Well, school is nearly out for winter, which wasn't doesn't work quite as well. Uh, it's uh, not quite lyric, is it, mate? No. Uh, the grades for the weekend, then, for the penultimate time. Uh, let's start with Colin Turkton, the biggest point scorer this weekend, I'm going to assume. Turkington, no. Oh. Third biggest point scorer this weekend. 39 points. Obviously, he had that, that disappointment in race two, um, finishing 11th. Um, but, yeah, behind Shedden and Butcher. But a B, I think, did okay. I've, I've got no... It was quite funny watching the spin, but he was going for it. Yeah, he was. I don't. Um, I won't criticise for going for it. He has outscored Sutton this weekend, but only by eight points, which still big. Not enough. Could be. Could be. Could be. But those the BMWs go well at the Grand Prix circuit, which is where we're going to. I know. So, I know. no, I'm not. I, I'm going to be writing a piece in the week as to why I don't think this is um, a foregone conclusion. Conclusion, and why I think Sutton's in the worst position going into this. Okay. And the, the main reason being, try. Yeah. <laughs> tease readers into reading is that the gap is too big to really know what to do okay but we'll interesting we'll I look forward to that oh, thank you very much thank you I look forward to writing it I should, get that, I should get, hopefully get that by the weekend so do keep an eye on the website for that uh, B for Turkton D for Oliphant I've gone for we've already said it's lacklustre pace no points again this weekend uh, whereas Jelly scoring 11 points this weekend so see, isn't it? Yeah, it's not it's not a huge points haul, but it's it's decent. It helps in the, in the running, like he was at the marathon. Very good, thank you. Uh, you know, we've said before, BMW have to you know, um, elect their two drivers per weekend to so, score points to manufacturers. Yes, yes. Do you think they're electing Jelly at the minute? Well, it was interesting when we walked down the paddock, wasn't it? Jelly was in the mm-hmm. the garage with Turkington, and Oliphant was in the one next door. Obviously, they can only hold hold two at Donington. But, yeah, it was interesting to see. You'd have thought that Turkington and Oliphant would have been in the same garage and Jelly separate, but... Of course, Turkington and Jelly have got a long-standing yes. relationship um, yep. from previous teammates, etc. Uh, Moffat, I've gone for a C+. Plus. I wanted a B, you've gone for a C. I accept qualifying was not good enough. Yeah, completely really accept- poor. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't argue with you on that at all, but you look at the recovery. Yeah, it is a really good recovery. Three-point scores from 21st. Um, he... Yeah, he's he's done well with the reverse grid and made the most of it as well. Can I say 21st to 13th? Yeah. No, I agree. Good it's, a good, it's a good drive. And so he's now started to get these results put together, getting three-point scores in a weekend. You know, it's 
encouraging signs for hopefully a stronger season next year from him. Yep. Sutton B, I wanted to see. Yeah, he's done what he needs to do. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's the fifth highest point scorer this weekend. He's outscored Ingram and he's outscored Hill and he's only eight points behind Turkington this weekend. Yeah. He's still keeping a 30-plus point lead going into the final round. Aye. Uh, Bordley, gone for a C. Poor first two races in qualifying, but actually did a little bit better in race three. Yeah, considering he had contact in the, the early stages of race three, he made um, decent progress at the end. Shannon's are only A of the weekend. If you win three out of four sessions, it's pretty good, even, albeit one of those is slightly dubious. But yeah. hey, the, the history books will show two wins, and that's all you can ask for. Exactly. Uh, Robot and B, he has signed up the Jack Sears with a, round, a whole round to go. It's looked fairly natural for a while. Uh, recovered well from contact. That wasn't really his fault. Decent-ish performance and, overall. And then made progress on that through the other two races. Bit of a rookie error with the out-of-grid position, but yep. I think every driver will make that at some point in their career. So, uh, Proctor gone for a C. Be good. Race 1 and 2. Race 3 is a bit unprecedented, but... Yeah, I think you said it was uh, an engine issue, didn't you? Yes, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah, but... He was he was up and there up there competitive ahead of Cook pretty much all weekend as well. Yeah, yeah, he's doing really well for BTC at the minute. He's scoring good points. I remember saying to him, I saw him at uh, Silverstone, and I was like, "How disappointed are you that you missed that first weekend?" And he was like, "Yeah, we could have been up there." Yeah, and I, I think he could have been. Yeah, I don't think that's too far off the truth. He'd had the full test and what have you. Yeah, yeah, I think that. Yeah, I agree. I think he's certainly got a more consistency to him than I've seen before. Yep. You're brave talker, though. He's very tall. Oh, Did you just step that? No, I'm quite broad myself, so I felt comfortable. <laughs> scared you punch me in the face or something. <laughs> yeah. uh, cook or cookie. As oh, God. Get don't to. get to... No. Cookie. Cookie. Uh, C. Not particularly fantastic. Not particularly terrible. It's a bit of an average weekend for Cook, isn't it? He's still mathematically in with a shout. Oh, but he has to win absolutely everything and take every single point from the pretty weekend much, yeah. with the rest of them not scoring, pretty yeah. much. So you're saying there's a chance? There is a chance, yes. <laughs> and the two feds cook, this is now the second or third time he's going to go into a final weekend, being there or thereabouts. Just consistency. <laughs> I've said it before, say it again. Yeah. Consistency wins you a title. Yeah, it does. Uh, Edwards is a D. Good initial early showing, ruined a little bit by some racing by other drivers unfortunately though when you're in that position that with with the know. pace she showed this weekend it could have easily been a c or even possibly a b um but yeah it's it's getting mixed up in those those issues hill i think a c's a little bit harsh but i'll you know take another podium he's now that he's got the most podiums this year of any btc driver has he yeah interesting yeah he, he obviously had to make progress back through the field in race one which yeah, it's a racing incident, but when you're in there, you need to be a little more cautious, probably. Yeah, but I don't think you can really blame him for what happened with Jackson and Morgan. No. He's, he's caught up in it. I don't know. See, he's probably right, but he has taken a podium. He's yeah. caught back well. And hey, look, Jake Hill is in the... It's got a, I think he's probably got the best outside chance. I think I fancy more in Ingram to win it. Yes. Going to his home circuit. And hey... Yep. At the start of the year, did we really think Jake Hill was going to be in the championship Not battle this year? at all. So, you know, he's done really well to still be there. And again, another podium to his name for this season. That's He's done really well. Yep. It's been a really good performance for Jake Hill again. Jackson with an upturn in form. Yeah. A C for him. Yeah. We gave him a C at Silverson as well, so perhaps it's slightly, slightly doing him down. But Yeah, three points finishes. Um, obviously, 
just sort of like just outside the top ten, and we want to see more, and we hope we get a bit more from him at the last round. Yeah, wanting to be there or thereabouts the podium places. Absolutely. <clears throat> Osborne, who had a fairly decent weekend and won one round of the Jack Sears as well, and I think it's practically cemented second place in there as well for me. Yeah, there, there were t- there were points where he was in that group of drivers battling, and I think he needs to sharpen up on That'll on come. his battling. That'll yeah, come. exactly. It'll come with experience. Um, You're just angry because he's failed you at the predictions. No. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> uh, neat. Gone for a D. It was more neat and tidy. Didn't really get involved in any incidents. I say, I, I hadn't realised he was there. But quite slow on pace as well, yep. I thought. Butcher a B, yep, two nice uh, podiums. Nearly a third. Yep. Took took Shedden at the start of race two to gain an extra point for a lap. Um, yeah, didn't, didn't go outside the top four all weekend. The thing about Cook rings true for Butcher, though, is that he should be, uh, he should be closer. Yeah, he should. Definitely should. Smell. Poor weekend. Yeah, it's all started to fizzle out a bit for Smelt, isn't it? Yeah, as we say, got into that incident in race three. Not sure whether it was his fault or Bordley's or, or whatever. Nothing has come of it. Um, but puts you out of the race. And, yeah. Yeah, exactly that. Uh, Ingram, gone for a C. Uh, it's a tail of two halves. Put weight in the car. No, take weight out of the car. Rocket. Lightning quick. Lightning quick. And it should have been a win. Yeah. Parfit, a D, nothing spectacular. Home circuit, which I didn't realise. Um, a circuit no, that he's raced on quite a few times only before, the, I would only expect. The, only the full circuit, though. He was saying he's, oh, not, really? he's not raced the short circuit oh, before. Okay. But it's only a hairpin difference. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he made a little bit of progress in race three, but he wasn't wasn't really there. Boutel, a D. Okay, race three is not really his fault. We agree he's an innocent party, but he wasn't showing not, a particularly good pace before that anyway. No, he had much better pace at Silverstone yeah. um, and definitely wasn't wasn't as good as we thought. Smiley a C, C for consistent. Yeah. There or thereabouts, pretty good. Yeah, this is what he needs need, to do. Needs a little more, again, like Osborne, a little more racing grit. Yes, I probably agree. Hamilton a D, comfortably one of the poorest weekends for him. So far off the Car pace. issues as well. Yeah. Drive shaft issue for race two. But just off the pace. Yeah. Uh, Goff a C. Really terrible qualifying. Started to slowly turn it around as the race weekend went on. But I'm still concerned about how far and how quickly hard have fallen off. Yeah, he said that he found something in the car that, that almost flicked a switch in the car for race two. Was where it ignition? <laughs> where he was able to make some progress. Um, and he was back to point scoring ways, finally. Uh, Anthony Smith a C as well. I mean, he's been probably... Quite. He's been outshining Goff for the last three or four he's, rounds. Yeah, he's been a bit more consistent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Chilton a D. It's just not coming together for him, is it? It's, and is it ever going to? Did you hear his interview at the start of race three? I yeah, think he's loving it, driving it, but he can't get it to work. He gets car sick. Yeah, from weaving the tires on the formation lap. Yeah, is he really a racing driver? Not anymore. <laughs> no. Uh, Morgan gone for a U. You can't grade him. He's off on lap three of race one. How do you how do you grade that? And then Doesn't get out in race two, and then the, the car a mess for the race car three. is a mess. Yeah, so you can't can't grade him. Unfortunately, no. play to a D just hasn't hasn't um, maximised his position. Not at all. at all. No, and not for the first time this season. No. Lloyd a B. He has maximised, and with full weight in the car, I thought a fifth was a really good result in race two. Yep. 
uh, with full weight in the car. Brilliant weekend for him, finishing inside the uh, the top eight in all three races. Super stuff from him, absolutely. Mitchell have gone for a C, bit more racy, bit more that you know elbowy out, bit more involved. Yeah, he was able to make progress with both Taylor Smith and Goff in race two, finishing nineteenth, which was good for him. Good for him, exactly. That is all the grades. Yes. Should we do awards? Yep. And then get you really angry about the predictions and then... Yeah, there's a couple of awards that we agree on again this weekend. Yeah, we'll drive for the weekend, we've both gone for Shedden. I kind of think if you win three out of the four, yeah. you can't really ask for much more. I was going to say, it's the same with Butcher last time out. Yeah. And yeah. the grid is so random for race three, yeah, what, what more can you really expect? Yep. So, yeah. Uh, my villain of the weekend is Oliphant, because the BMW expected to go well here. Shelly? Uh, Jelly and Turkton both score points. Did Alfin pick up any points this weekend? No. Not good enough. No. Finished 16th in race one. That was his highest. Um, my villain is going to be Chilton. Um, okay. Again, decided. an 18th, a 19th and a 20th. He hasn't made any progress across the race weekend. Doesn't look like making progress either, has he? Exactly. When I know that Oliphant has also struggled, but when you've got Jelly up there in the same car, being able to get consistent points finishes, it's just... It's not enough. No, no, exactly, exactly. It's not enough, and you don't want to be the guy outshone by Jelly. <laughs> I don't. I, I mean, Jelly's coming as a third driver. Yeah. You know, Oliver's been at that team now for three seasons, two seasons. This is his third. This season. is his third season, and Jelly's new to it again. Okay, there's probably still people there from last time round, yep. but he's still new to it this year, and he's doing and I, better. I, I understand that Chilton is new to a rear-wheel drive, but. Morgan's new to a rear-wheel drive yep. as well, and he's he's come on leaps and bounds. Yeah, and looks much a better much a better driver. Yeah, I mean Walker's had a fairly up and down season at the same time, but there have been highlights. Whereas I'm struggling to think of any highlights for Chilton this season. Yeah, yeah, same. Um, surprise, good of the weekend. We agree again. Yeah, well, we both thought PMR are going to struggle. Um, good to see we we're always spot on with everything. Yep. Uh, and Lloyd had a really good weekend as mentioned. So second weekend in a row that we've both gone for him as the surprise. Maybe we shouldn't be surprised anymore. Exactly. Um, Cheeky race win at Brands. Oh, we'd love that, wouldn't race we? Race three, grid reverse. Absolutely love it. Um, Maybe you can invite, I don't know, James Martin to do the draw or something like that to see what he can <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, surprise bad at the weekend. I'll go for Bordley because... Okay, I know race three was pretty good, but the rest of the weekend was a fairly average one. And He qualified down in 28th, yeah. which is shocking. Finished race one in 27th, made no progress really, but no, he, he had some good pace uh, in race three. Yeah, he was sort of with Andy Neat for a lot of race one and two. Mm. Fairly, to be fair. Yep, yep. But They've had history. But just, yeah, just... You, you look at Moffat, who puts 21st, and ends up on the podium at the end of the day. Yep. Okay, I don't think you can apply the same standards too broadly, but... End up in the points. Or at least close. It's yeah, yeah. 18th, 17th, you know, sort of area would be, you know. Yep. Yep. Uh, you're bad. Surprise bad. Mine is Smelt. Um, just because of... He showed some good promise. I think it was back at Autumn where he looked really quick. And I thought, okay, maybe he can kick on from this. But this weekend, he seems to have almost reverted a little bit. Yes, he was caught up in that incident in race three. Don't know whether it's his fault, whether it's just a racing incident. But he didn't really show any pace all weekend. He wasn't into the into the top 20 at any point. Yeah, it's not been a great return, is it? No, no. Okay, should we just talk predictions just to finish? Because I'm quite excited. Do we have to? Because yes. you're all going to get gloaty and no, I don't like I don't, it. I never gloat. 
I'm, I'm, a, I'm just a, a little. I'm bit. a very good. Oh, because you, you you'd be so humble in my position. Completely. You? Carry on. <laughs> I mean, you've literally jumped up at the tracks and gone yes when the point of victory has come in. So I was on my feet dancing when Ingram crossed the line in first. But you're not. Don't gloat for anything. I was, and then we come to race three and we go. Why have they been swapped? Oh. <laughs> Yeah, so okay, let's let's get, let's get the race winners out of the way. I had Turkton and Shed and an Oliphant, so two out of three for me. You had Turkton, Ingram, and Hill. Oh, so close. Close because obviously Hill was second. Yeah, second in yeah. race three. It was either him or Turkington that was going to win that you one. Had two seconds and a win, which is I know close, but it's the fine margins. I should get half points. No, for no, that. no, no. It's the fine margins. It's the I think fine you should margins. get minus points for Oliphant not scoring a point, but there we go. Um, I mean, should we go back through history? No, 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 quite exactly, <laughs> exactly. Right, moving on to the general predictions. We've both got one here. Yeah. So yeah. I had motorbase to outscore BTC. No. No. <laughs> Turkton three top sixes, nearly. Uh, yeah, race race one. Uh, sorry, race two scuffed that for you. Yep. With that spin. And a butcher podium, which I scored. Yep. Yeah. Happy yep. days. Dynamics to outscore all four Hyundai's. Yep. Good win for you on that. You thought that was quite bold, didn't you? Yeah, and it wasn't as comfortable as you might have thought. I mean, I mean, it was nearly twenty points that they outscored them. Yeah, by. but if Ingram had kept his win, mm. Shedden would still have been second. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, Oliphant three top twelves. You deserve minus twelve points. <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. No, <laughs> that was scuppered by the end of race one. So good yeah. for you. And Osborne to outscore Jackson. To be fair, they wasn't. They weren't as far apart as we kenned as perhaps you might have thought, would you? No, ja- they Jackson weren't. Jackson scored what eleven? Ja- Jackson scored thirteen. Osborne only scored four, unfortunately. Um, but they were they were in that group yeah, that was all battling together, and it was like one lap coming round. Jackson was in front, and then Osborne was in front, and yeah. then there were two positions between them. All, A bit of shuffling either way could have changed that quite easily. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, both went for row bottom on the Jack Sears. We've finally got a winner in Jack Sears after five, four rounds yes. of getting it all wrong. So congratulations to row bottom for that. Now, the oh. Harvey bingo. I genuinely thought I was going to get a full bingo card. When, when I had the first two come in race one, I thought, yeah, I want for a full bingo here. We weren't expecting Cook to be up there that much this weekend. No, which is why I went for it and said he'd say Cookie three or more times. And he did that by lap five. Yeah. So... Where, why are they mate? Don't know. Why is it cooking? Why, why can't you just call him Cook? Turkey. Maybe it's because he's always got biscuits on his mind. Sats. <laughs> I look forward to yeah next next weekend of ch- chillers or turkeys or ingi. Can I just go for Addison making a comment about Tim Harvey eating in one of our predictions? No, because <laughs> that always seems that's to come not up. That's a Harvey bingo though. So I had Cookie three or more times. I had something along the lines of Shed and the season hasn't gone as well as he would have liked, but this is a good. Mm. Yeah, which he said in ra- and race one. Yeah. To be fair, both of those re- relied on Cook being involved yeah, 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 yeah. and Shedden winning a race. Yeah, yeah. Or ending up in a barrier. Yep. Yeah. So, and then I had Jen in his London Marathon, which Addison said, but not Harvey. No. I genuinely thought I was going to get all free Sam. No, we're, we're possibly looking at changing this for next next year and and just having it as commentator bingo yes. rather than Harvey because sometimes it can be difficult to pick out as well when they're speaking over each other. Yeah. Uh, however, I failed with all three of mine. I was disappointed that I failed with Brave Down the Craners. I thought Chuck there was the old hairpin was going to come up because of the Sutton times. Yeah, and it, and it almost it, well it kind of came up in qualifying. Yep. Um, but we only do this for the races. And then it wasn't Team BMW got confused with, it was PMR, which You'd had the I went week before. For last week, week before. You've had them before, yeah. Yeah, definitely. confusion, yeah. yeah. I was just gutted. 
gutted. And he actually confused those two cards. Yeah, Lloyd and Plato. Yeah. So that means I got six this week. You got three, which means that going into Brands Hatch... It's the biggest gap we've had all season. Um, it is. It is, yeah. The biggest, biggest before that was two points to you. I've never been in the lead. No. And it's going to take a monumental effort for me to come back and win this. Yeah, you can't have a half and go next week and a <laughs> tyre. Because I, was literally, I was listening back to the, the, the races and I was going... What can I use that he almost says every single race? <laughs> yeah, you're not having wheel, <laughs> car, yeah. track. We'll see, we'll see. Because if you do that, I'm going to change mine to Sutton, or yeah, I, don't, I don't know, a car will score a point. <laughs> but Sutton becomes champion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm tempted not to become champion, but there we go. I've already made some of my predictions for next week already. Okay. Okay, we'll, we'll save get us on the preview pod. Yeah, we'll get onto those in the preview pod. Um, we'd love to know your driver grades from the weekend um, and any predictions that you have going on towards brands. Um, we we'd like to hear those before we do the preview pod, so we could include them. Uh, we hope you enjoyed your weekend of racing from Donington Park. It certainly wasn't the best weekend of the season, but That's it was certainly. Me. I picked it up too much. Yeah, no, it certainly was a crucial one going into the title fight. Um, yeah, hope you've enjoyed it. Yes, yep, always get in touch uh, with your thoughts. Keep an eye on the website for my article to why I don't think this is as quite a slam dunk conclusion as perhaps people say or think it might be. Um, Sam has already expressed an interest, which is very unusual to express any interest <laughs> in what I'm doing, so... Blimey, I feel like I've got to live up to this now. So yeah, that yeah no should, pressure. That should be up by the weekend, so do... Keep an eye on that and enjoy the reading and tell us why I'm completely wrong. Yep, and we'll speak to you again in the preview for Brands. Remember to subscribe, follow and also share our podcast for more touring car updates. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook by just searching for BTCP, British Touring Car Podcast. And you can also contact us there or on our email at btccpod at gmail.com. 